0: hello 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 oh my gosh hello i gave you three hello hello hellos <laughs> and you give me one hello like where is the where is the vim the vim hello hello, hello. Do, you, do you remember hello, hello, hello. yeah I remember that? oh my <laughs> god it was with uh what was that guy's name it was
1: it sylvee hey yeah i've, I've forgotten but yeah, it
0: was one of those things that you know we were forced to watch because there wasn't that much, um, there wasn't, um, what's it called? There wasn't a lot of, a lot of options on channels. But Alo Alo used to come on, and it was like um, fun family time viewings with the friends. And um, gosh, it was just such a long time ago.
1: I know. I feel like it used to come on Sundays
0: was like
1: it sunday night i don't know why i'm thinking that but sunday night and you know what mm. i i, I want to google it after this episode i feel mm. like oh alo alo was actually it wasn't like real french people really let me google it as we speak Rene i feel like it was a british series you know a production company bbc
0: Ah, what? Guys. oh my goodness it's the british sitcom television 85 episodes this original release was from the 30th of december 1982
1: Jeez, geez oh my god this Do you think uh, maybe it's offensive to french people I wonder actually, because yeah. how do you feel
0: being portrayed by the Brits in 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 such a way? Like I don't remember like how they used to portray them, but you know, it's literally the accents, the names, Renee, the way they used to pronounce things. Because I genuinely, I mean, I didn't know any better. I genuinely thought that they were French.
1: Yeah, the
0: garlic, the cheese. Oh, jeez, it was something else.
1: No, it'll be it'll be inter, it. Now I'm on on I'm deep into Wikipedia. <laughs> Yo, the Brits hey, yeah, hey, But oh, then, have you been?
0: Yeah, I've been good. How have you been?
1: I have been a good. Um, You've been very quiet. Ah, life has been lifing, Life has been lifing, mm. Mm, But you're okay. Yeah. No, I I am well in Jesus' name.
0: So does that count as toxic positivity? What? Saying you know, I am well. In Jesus' name. Like I, I noticed you do that a lot. Like I'll ask you a question and then you 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 hide behind, you know, something or it will be well kind of thing. We need to, I need to I need to re-listen to that toxic positivity episode and re-educate myself. Anyway, the main thing is you're okay. Yes. Yes. And that <laughs> you are dealing with whatever you're dealing with. And you're dealing it with with it well. And you're not engaging in any toxic engagements. No, what are
1: you on about?
0: <laughs> you know, I will not air out your business in on this podcast. <laughs> you better I know not. You. I, I won't. I never do. Better. I never do. I but anyway, been. we should introduce ourselves for those people who are listening for the very first time.
1: Yes, 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 yes. Uh, welcome to Gellin's guys podcast with me, Natasha. And Chloe. I sometimes go by Nat. I sometimes go by Chloe. Okay,
0: yes. <laughs> I sometimes go by Michelle. Zali. <laughs> Michelle Zali. Darling. Zali. Yeah, so you know, what's been happening? How's your week been? as work so I noticed you went into work a few days ago Mm
1: -hmm. I physically went into the office for the first time since March 2020 how Mm. was that what was that like it was weird you know like being on the tube all Mm. masked masked up Mm. like it's, it's just something else but I think what I noticed is you know there are some people who are just not masking up at all yeah, I don't know if it is truly medical exemptions or, you know, it's a political <laughs> statement. Mm. As, as asthmatic, <laughs> that is being made. Um, but yeah, then then yeah, went to the office. It was it was dead. But but to be fair, there were there were a few people. Um, it was okay. But honestly, I am not sold on this going back to the office propaganda mm-hmm. that capitalist guys nice. were and, you anxious traveling into work and stuff um a little bit but I think I I I had just had so much that was that had been going on that actually mm-hmm. like going into the office was kind of like a welcome break right right so it was it had something of, else to focus on exactly it kind of felt like you know oh a trip a trip to the city (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, no i i agree
0: with you i feel like the the whole working in the office is 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 is, is a scam you know i i was looking forward to it because i like when for the whole of march was it march yeah when i started this job i was working from home and then they started gradually introducing us back into the workspace And I was like, oh, it'd be so nice to meet up with everybody, blah, blah, blah. But now I'm like, no, actually, the travel time, um, you know, that's time that you could be productive in doing things. And also, I miss just rolling out of my bed into putting on a nice shirt and with my pyjama bottoms, you know. Ah, guys, it's heaven. It's heaven. You know, for these meetings, you just pinch your cheeks look alive but you know you literally just <laughs> gotten out of it but yeah anyway here we are here we are mm-hmm. so it's been a minute but we can do our previous episode comments
1: yes 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 and apologies guys life has been lifing like we've been consistent since february mm. and you know um yeah so apologies that we've skipped uh weeks here and there like you know just know that you know our spirits are willing for sometimes um yeah which actually gets me to the point of at some point we will be taking a break Mm -hmm. um we need to figure out when Mm -hmm. so we will be taking a break because we've been going nonstop since February, mm-hmm. um. So so so, yeah. but but not not now, not like next week or whatever. No, no.
0: But in the future, in the next few months, probably.
1: Yeah, yeah, no. In 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 the next few, um. But as always, our Patreon guys, you know, you guys will you get your mm-hmm. monthly, you know, and also yeah, you 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 get some uh, behind the scenes scoop. Yeah. Yes
0: absolutely give us time to recharge and gather in gather information i need to gather content 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 creation happens when we're on breaks because wow um and i'm sure by the time we come back you know when we take our break and come back we'll have loads and loads of stuff to to catch up on
1: yes 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 yes. but the break is not now you guys don't have to worry about it um Mm -hmm. But just, we are thinking out aloud. Okay. So the previous episode which you put out was Send Me Food, which was episode, what, 85 or something?
0: I think so. I
1: think this was the episode where we talked about uh, the the long paragraph. Episode 84, sorry. It was 84? Mm -hmm. The paragraph that someone put out, well, a response to a request for money sending food. Um, and then we also talked a little bit about, uh, property. Um, Mm -hmm. so just some comments that I saw, um, so at Cray Kuku, um, on Twitter said, at Gellens guys, another great episode, looking forward to the property podcast, have much to learn and look forward to hearing about your experience.
0: Mm. and at nessa madge it was like really enjoyed the recent episode at Golden skies looking forward to your next episodes on property i'm just at the beginning of my journey can't wait to learn mm-hmm. and then the asher the gates just <laughs> uh, oh my god so right. we promise you guys in our one of our next episodes that's something that we're going to do we'll do the asher v Justin Timberlake, just to prove Natasha. Did you just
1: commit? No, but wait. Did you commit me to a Justin? Wait.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean? Did I? No, I didn't. No, you're absolutely right. I did not commit you. You committed yourself.
1: (laughs) Okay. Okay. So, anyway, okay. So, we, okay. Listen, I'm going to take it on the chin, be a team player, and I'm a team player. Just say that you've, you, are, you have seen and you have
0: acknowledged acknowledge that what you said was was actually propaganda.
1: Okay. You know, I, I now have to see this through because I know that I had a few DMs for some people who were like, you know what? Uh-huh. <laughs> what did they know? You know what? What did they say? They were like, you know what, Natasha? Asha is the goat, like uncle, but in terms of who would be a good versus they're like you're right I like jt, JT. show us the v11s show us the v11s V11. okay. anyway guys
0: we promise you i v okay. jt but we to bring jt down
1: okay fine i'll do the, the 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 rigged uh asha v t so you have to prepare but we also said we're gonna do a 90s versus 80s yes right yeah. we're gonna do yeah. a 90s Versus 80s, and then we said we're going to do platform one. Versus, we'll think about it. Know, kids. Was it Dalum? But I feel like there's another group other than Dalum kids that probably would do better, mm. or would they do like Mafigizolo versus Malaika? Mm. Or yeah. this reminds me of remember last year when all Mixolis and um, yeah, actually. <laughs> That's where I'll get my 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 my, my content from. So, so, but I am going to thrash you in the nineties versus eighties. Well, you said you'd be the eighties, like I don't understand. that. I will, it. I will pu- push it,
0: push anyway, it, push so it. So it this, good, So this is all coming your way, guys. It's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be really good. But we'll bring it to you. We'll serve yeah. it to
1: you on a platter. And and please please suggest to us uh, any other. You know, oh, the comment I was going to read out Was from Panache, Who said um, <laughs> Emma like a Diva apologize like a man So I wanted, So I was like, because remember he's the one who brought up The whole, oh, is it Asha the Raymond That you're talking about yeah. So I was like, apologize like a man So you're saying men are not sincere In their apologies I mean, I didn't say it <laughs> A fellow species. man said it, so.
0: <laughs> oh, I get it. I get it.
1: So okay, so that's some,
0: that's that's an interesting. She said here he said you apologize like a man. So meaning that really when men apologize, they're just they're just doing it in jail. Because that was what you did. It wasn't a very sincere apology. It was just like e niti you know, like when <laughs> when when kids commit crimes. And then to, you say to him, all this, How, many callers, how many And they'll be like, Oh, that's what you did.
1: Oh, my God. You just reminded No, because I didn't understand how I now had to apologize yet. I was supposed to give a clarification, which my clarification was Asha would win in any verses. However, all I was saying was JT could be. Like it would be an entertaining verse, but I did not say there is a world where Asha loses. The fact that the fact that you are
0: putting JT and Asha in the same sentence. Anyway, okay. let's not have this debate. The, with the Asha Gate scandal.
1: We need to close with with action. But, but with- one more thing on the Asha thing, though. Mm. You know, recently T Pain came out and said Asha made him depressed. Did you Did you see that? why basically so you know you know t-pain um uh- T-Pain the great the legend mm. but remember there was a time where T-Pain was his sound was like autotune and everything yeah that's what he's known for with T-Pain but but actually he sings he's a good good singer he's a good whatever so apparently so I think some documentary or something he was doing so there's kind of like a resurgence of sort of T-Pain because he kind of he didn't fall off but I feel like after Jay-Z did that death of autotune Tune. Mm. Whatever, he kind of, you know, people were kind of like uh, not really. Yeah. Anyway, so what happened is he said, which one time he was on a plane, and then the the air hostess came and was like, Oh, Asha wants to speak to you. He, like, he was at the back of the plane, you know, in the first time. So apparently he goes to Asha, you know. Asha was at the back of the plane. No, 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 sorry, the back of the cabin that they're in, like, oh, yes, right. class. Mm-hmm yeah okay okay Okay. Yeah. so then t-pain goes and then this is according to t-pain um t-pain says that apparently and t-pain's pen stands for tallahassee i did not know this but anyway t-pain says um i should say to him man you ruin music for real singers and that's not the worst part don't laugh oh my god and then T Pain says that's what started his depression. He said it started his three year depression. So, your king, Asha.
0: By telling the truth, caused somebody to go into depression.
1: Your king, Asha, is sending people into depression. That's all I'm telling
0: saying. The truth. Because what we need to do is lie more in the world. Say, oh, yeah, you know, you, you, you birthed a whole generation of amazing singers. Uh, yeah
1: okay but I just report the use over here
0: okay well uh, it is what it is I'm glad he's out of his depression
1: yes 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 okay
0: so was there any other comments no we can we can we can move on okay so today we wanted to just share or talk a little bit about Buying property in the UK. So just as we've received some comments, you know, from you guys saying that, oh, you know, tell us about what it's like um, buying, particularly in the United Kingdom, in England specifically, because that's where we both are. Um, and you know, there is. I, I I will be speaking from a residential buyer, and again, it's been over. It's been over over eighteen months since I bought. So I. I don't know how COVID has impacted things, but I'm willing to just talk about my experience. And Natasha, I know has been looking into, um, as as the more girl she is, has been looking um, at buy-to-let mortgages. So I know it'd be quite good just to compare and contrast. I mean, the the journey will be the same, but there'll be slight nuances in both, both categories which I think we'll probably need to kind of expand on and maybe just share from your knowledge Nat, from what you've been reading on um what you've researched on and from my experiences and like I said if things have changed from from 18 months ago I do apologize I'm just sharing my experience I haven't done any more reading about what it's what it's what it entails but yeah so I think maybe if we just do it if we chunk it up, you know like the pre-buying stage like what is the sort of things that you need to be looking at in terms of finances so maybe maybe let's start there you know and I you'll be it'll be quite interesting for me to hear as well Mm -hmm. because um I don't know much about the the buy to let um, mortgage, so it'd be really quite interesting to see if um, the things that you 're looking at now are things that I looked at and, and thought about, so yeah, um where do you want to start or shall I start in regards to finances um like what are the main things that one would be looking for in terms of strengthening your finances to make sure that you are credit worthy for a mortgage
1: yeah yeah, so actually i think like you say that the the processes for for both are sort of really the same with just like so i will say maybe if we just talk about sort of like our experiences i don't know if you remember that you're the person who kind of triggered me to really look at my finances i don't know if you remember i think it was um was it last year no Mm -hmm. 2020 or 2019 uh when you were saying oh you know what why don't we look into the option of, you know, mm-hmm. um, do you remember like a, a, a group of us coming together mm-hmm. and possibly purchasing a property? And I don't know if you remember at the time, yeah. I was like to you, girl, my credit score, my credit rating is in shambles, right? Mm-hmm. And then I remember you were like, no, uh, you showed me like how you budget. <clears throat> You're like, no, you need to whatever work on it. So actually, I, don't, I I need to credit you. So I would say the first thing is um, if you're buying, if you're looking to buy a residential mm. or whatever, the first thing is to just look at your finances, right? Mm. And sometimes it can be a bit daunting. So like with me, mm. like my credit, um, for years, like my credit score was just low and not good, right? So initially I was like, oh, you know what? I'm earning, but I'm not earning as much as da-da-da-da-da but then i literally just had to do like to sit down go to experian which is like the credit rating agency that i use to be like okay first of all let me not put my hand head in the in the sand let me find out to what's going on <clears throat> with my with my credit and then i got my credit score then i got like the report and everything and literally it was little things like uh, making minimum payments on credit cards or missing payments, so I and you know what? It was so silly. Like I, I remember I had a standing order for a NatWest credit card, but for whatever reason, that standing order was always after the due date, right? So although I was making money, <clears throat> making payments into my credit card, it was after the the due. But I had never really taken time to really be like, (laughs) let me find out what's going on. So I had all this like late payment thing on my, so then I, so it literally took me, like I said, I think it was 2019 that you talked about it. And I remember at the time I was like, oh, golly, like I cannot be a part of this because (laughs) yo, I'll, I'll let the team down. So it was literally like, it took me, I will say up until end of last year, to really repay my 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 credit, and it was little things: making payments mm-hmm. uh, on time, making overpayments, yeah, uh, balance transfers, like on yeah, yeah. my 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 credit. So now I, I have I have two I have two credit cards. Yeah, where I, I transferred, and then over time literally like now like oh look your your girls like now got like an yeah 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 it's amazing well done yeah yeah it it so you kind of have to be because so it wasn't just I wasn't thinking about necessarily house mortgage and it was just like okay this is something that's been holding me back for years so even if maybe I have you know if you look at my even if I have a salary that's okay-ish or whatever but the fact that my credit score was you know and and uh, I'm going off on a tangent but I want to say if you if you are a student in the UK um, getting a student loan and getting all these loans and credit cards student overdraft whatever is is great however don't be like me because it took me years from when I graduated to even pay off like my student overdraft and the student loan I am still paying <laughs> after so many years of uni That's an on ongoing thing though isn't it I was I know but I, I but it's now when you're now trying to look at your finances. And then you sit and you're like, oh my God. I actually, I remember like one of my friends at uni at the time, cause like you'd apply for a grant, you'd apply for a loan, you'd apply for this. I remember she only used to apply for the grant and I think the loan like minimally. But I mean, she had a dad who was sort of like helping. And I remember I used to be like, girl, Tina, you know, we're out here balling like when the money hits the account. But things like that, you know, don't, don't borrow more than you need to because it can catch up with you that's what I was I'll just pause for 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 breath and yeah
0: yeah no I I I definitely agree with that and there is something about um you know taking control of your finances and I think pre-buying that's something that I did as well so my credit rating wasn't uh Fantastic. Um, It wasn't bad, but it wasn't, you know, in order to be considered for um, uh, mortgages and stuff, you need to have, you know, your credit score needs to be excellent at Mm -hmm. least. Um, So there's certain, you know, like Nat has already mentioned, um, there is certain, uh, there's certain, what's it called? Like companies that you can use to check your 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 credit score. So Experian is one of them, really good. Um, Credible is another amazing. It's black owned, so you know I'm I'm all up there. And there they give quite detailed reports as well, and give you suggestions on how you can um you know so they'll they'll take for example your your lending and be like okay if you transfer over this debt to this uh, credit card for example it will be helpful. And another one is clear score. So you need to be, have your hands in all pies. So don't just focus on one credit um, company, credit score company, get yourself in like at least two or three, because they'll give you different ideas as to where you, you stand. But I think when it comes to the actual search um, that they would they would use is via Experian. There's another one that's also quite good. That's a big one on top of Experian. I can't remember the name of it, Um, but that's kind of the first step. I think you need to kind of know where your money is coming in and where it's going because your mortgage advisor, your mortgage broker, those are the things that they'll be looking at. They'll look at your bank statement and be like, okay, you spend, 30 pounds a week on coffee, you know, and all these other things. And it's something that is quite good for you to do yourself. Um, One tip, and I don't know, I'm not saying that I am the best budgeter in the world, but one thing that I do is uh, what I did prior to um, getting into the buying stage was I literally wrote down all my my debts. So I wrote them down and I think this is probably what I showed you. So I'll put it on a post-it note and I'll put down the total, and I'll put down then break it down to say, okay, so this is how much, I am, I am owing for each, like you know, each credit card or each loan or whatever it was, and then each month I'll decide, okay, I need to have paid this amount off by this amount of time. So each month I would move that post-it note into um, and the the month page, um, like the end of the month, for example, and I'll stick another post-it on there and cross off how much I've paid off so I maybe say okay so this month I'm paying off a 100 pounds off this one so then it's it, psychologically it made me feel better because I could see over the time so by the end of maybe four or five months I had four or five sticky notes and each and until I got down to zero so that was so satisfying for me and then I think the next stage is okay so you're deciding okay so I want to buy you know it's important to know that your credit score and it's also important to know that you're credit worthy. So going to a bank or a mortgage advisor or mortgage broker, which is what I went to, I didn't go to the bank um, and speaking to them to say, okay, so this is how much I earn. um, And this is, you know, it's it's important to get a mortgage in principle or decision in principle as it's so-called, because some like, um, estate agents will not take you seriously unless you have it in hand to say you know what I'm, this is I'm ready for this step I have spoken to somebody about it and in terms of my finances this is what I'm able to and what I'm able to afford so back then they used to apply um, multiply your salary by 4 i don't know if I think that's probably this i think it's been the same for the past few years actually yeah um so multiply it by four and then tell you that okay we'll give you this is how much we can give you um it may be I don't know next do if you if I don't remember if I did one or two whatever but I had one decision in principle that gave me a certain amount and then I went crazy then then you kind of start going into like okay so what exactly is it that I'm looking for mm. and is that similar for a buy to let yeah for what
1: it's 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 literally the same process so it de- depending um so sometimes it's called decision in principle mortgage in principle agreement in principle again whatever it's it's just in principle and you would have had to um like submit all your statements blah 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 blah, blah. and sometimes the the mortgage in principle will be like for 30 days or sometimes up to 90 days so, which sounds, 90 days sounds like a, a long time, but actually isn't too long because that's when, so what else, so what's helpful is you kind of have a guide of, you know, this is how much the bank can or the lender can give to me, right? So if they tell you that, okay, 200,000 or 300,000, then you kind of know how much you can quote unquote play with. Again, it's all in principle. Um, but that helps you with your offer. And sometimes what's helpful is with some agreement in principles, they I don't know if you had to do this, but you you could sort of kind of identify a property. It could actually be the property that you want or just like a proxy property to be like, oh, this is what because then they'll do like your principal based on that property but you don't really have to worry because it doesn't necessarily have to be the property that you end up going for but it's just to kind of help you have a guide figure of how much uh you can borrow so that's the agreement in principle but what i was going to say um just skipping a little bit back on the pre-buying so the credit we talked about credit score credit worthiness yeah um your statement like try and keep it healthy because you'll need to, you know, your three months worth of saving. Another thing that's gonna say is just getting on the electoral register. So I don't know in other countries like the voters' role, you know, whatever. Yeah, it helps. It it really really helps because they check that. So so wherever you are, try and get on the version of your electoral register. Obviously, the things I talk about are you know relevant to England, but I think it probably cuts across um okay so i've got that so you now got your agreement in principle then the fun bit begins where you're now viewing because you now know okay how much you know can can be given to me but what i was going to say also is it's really important to honestly stay within your means i don't know if you remember i vividly remember uh-huh Yeah, no, carry on. No, I was (laughs) just going to say, and I'll keep quiet. I vividly remember long back, I was young at the, like when we came to the UK, (laughs) and I know this sounds, this is going to sound bad. I remember there's a church that we used to go to, no longer go there. And I was about to say, which country people go to that church. I'm not going to say, but basically one of, there was a woman there who was a mortgage advisor. And literally people used to go to her and like they would help you doctor pay slips. Right? I rem- I just remember this. Like I was I was young, I think I was like 20 or whatever. I I couldn't afford a mortgage. And like a lot of people did that, right? A lot of people even from our community. So maybe you you now lie and say I earn sixty thousand or I earn whatever. So obviously the amount that you get, then if there's two of you as a couple, you get more. And this was before the the bubble, the the housing crash, right? Because this is that's what led to like the the housing crash because there were subpar mortgages because there were people that were getting mortgages that you couldn't afford. So what I will say is, like, really stay (laughs) within your means. I don't try and get a mortgage um, like a mortgage amount that is you know that at the end of the day at the end of the month you will be <laughs> you know struggling so so yeah and and then I know previously when we'd spoken you we as we were speaking about like the renting versus um, mortgage remember when you're saying when you got the maybe if you want to yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah I remember. Um what were we, what were we saying again? I've forgotten.
1: Because you were saying that when you were looking basically, um, how much. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I was
0: laughing, sorry, before, before I get to that, I was laughing with this day within your means, because, um, there is something about getting that decision in principle, um, seeing that figure on there and going on to right move, going on to Zukla, going on to all these property, um, places and, putting in your maximum as that figure that they have given you um what I will say for me is um I worked you know I I I, I it's easier when you're doing um this with someone obviously because you probably need to put in a, a lot less um work so if there's there's two of you whether it's you're a couple whether it's friends whatever it is you know it's entirely up to you how you do it um I had very little money in savings and i worked with a figure in my mind that i wanted to raise this amount of money to to as my deposit so i worked my butt off. i'm not going to lie it was really one of the times where i can honestly say i there was no enjoyment i was just working and it was only up until the end when i was like you know what i need to treat myself to something so i started allowing myself holidays i started allowing myself just but i i lived very frugally in that time so of course when my decision or my mortgage in principle came the figure was was quite nice because i was working hard um and there i went i went off you know looking at places um it's important obviously to decide what exactly it is you want um whether it's a house whether it's a flat and of course we'll discuss the pros and cons of both um, where I was renting at that time, I was paying um, quite a substantial amount of rent. So when I looked at my decision principle and what my mortgage payments would be, it was actually a lot less. So that was kind of what s- strengthened my decision to buy because of like, you know, I could save a bit of money here in terms of, you know, um, paying less towards my mortgage than what I'm paying for my rent. I think my rent and my mortgage there was like nearly about 250 pounds difference. So yes, there's other things to consider in that I am now further away from where I was before and I'm, I'm paying probably that 250 pounds in transport costs. But at the same time, I'm also in the comfort of my own house. Like if I wanted to drill a wall on the theme, then I, I could do that. So I think it's about weighing up those benefits. Um, the staying within your means was, I went crazy, like I was like, okay, so, you know, at first I was quite, you know, I I knew what I wanted. I wanted a house, I wanted a garden, I wanted a, you know, good good sized bedrooms, you know, that was important to me. I wanted a bathroom with a window. So that was very important to me. And, you know, it might seem like quite a small thing, but here in the UK, the majority of, of places um, don't necessarily have a window in the bathroom. And that was, it was like, oh, I really want that. I wanted a separate kitchen. So I had all these things that I wanted. It was like a wish list, right? Um, and I went off with my decision principle in hand and went off viewing houses, you know, I would literally view proper houses, you know, upstairs, downstairs, front back gardens and stuff. And it was only until somebody at my work who was actually unfortunately going through a divorce at the time was just mentioned she just said I, I don't remember the context of the conversation but she was like oh you know my husband has left and the kids have left so the kids were her kids were in university and she was like I'm left in this four-bedroomed house which is really expensive to run the garden is a freaking mess and I just can't afford to run it. You know and that kind of made me kind of stop in my tracks. I was like, wait a minute, what do you mean that it's expensive to run? Um but then you start thinking, okay, so if it's cold in the winter, you are going to turn the heating on and is it going to heat up the whole place? Are you going to go off turning off my radiators because you want it to be warm in one particular place or in and in your bedroom? Um so it made me rethink about the running costs. So I started looking a little bit more into that. So looking at um how energy efficient is a place so most places fortunately um, here in the uk if you're looking for properties they'll give you an a, the, it's called an epc like the certificate so it tells you how efficient that place is in terms of running costs and it'll give you a bit of like okay so if you're living here these are what your monthly costs would be so i started taking that into consideration a lot more um, and what else but, yeah, it was, it was fun and games. Like, I, oh my, there's this place that I went to see, Natasha. This place I will never forget. This was, a, like, a four-bedroom house. It was in, like, in London. It was within my decision. My decision in principle means... Sorry, it can was, I
1: just stop you there? Yeah. Uh, can I just stop you there? Hey! ha <sighs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, sorry, you had a four bedroom house in London. Was with. <laughs> <you>. <laughs> but wait, no,
0: no, no. Let, okay, so then the next stage is talking about how a property is advertised. So this property was offers over. And I hadn't reconsidered really that, you know, when people say offers over, they're looking at at least 15, 25 grand more than what is on there. So this place was offers over, but it was offers over. Like right, my limit. I was like, oh, I could do this. You know, I went to see it two times, but I it was just impossible. I think it went over. Like I, I forgotten how much it was, but it was just very expensive. So yeah, so it's it is very important to stay within your means. You know, even with your decision in principle, consider that if you have been putting in extra work, will you want to continue putting in that extra work to get that money? Um, after or do you want to just live comfortably and enjoy the place that you're in because that's the other thing. It's like you don't want to be working constantly to try and meet your mortgage
1: ha! no i'll come back you see, i like the way you curved that offers over because why am i here suffering when i have a friend hey in london <laughs> it's a dick Kahn, london Listen, when I tell you, Natasha,
0: I worked, I had to, when the important thing is, you know, I could I have got that property? The answer is probably no, because it went well over the offers that it had stipulated. So if it had said offers over 200,000, it went well over that. It was a beautiful, beautiful place. Um, and I couldn't have gone over my decision in principle. Do you see what I mean? But it's important to stay within you know what I mean so even if you can just take a good ten grand off that so you can have space to breathe. It's it's really important. Like if I got that place now, I'll be looking at having a gardener. I'll be looking at, you know, all these other extra costs which I hadn't factored in, you know, and we'll come to extra costs because there's extra costs involved in buying. hmm
1: Okay, okay, okay. I will pin this one. It'll come. Well done, my friend. Hey, that's my friend. That's my friend. <laughs> okay and then um another thing to 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 talk about is the whole leasehold versus freehold so in the uk um like a freehold property is ideal because most houses are on freehold properties which mean that you know it's either terrace house single unit detached on a tangent what when i when I came to this country, I didn't understand. Like I was like, of course a house is detached. <laughs>
0: what
1: <are you> saying? <laughs> what are you calling a house? I think it, was, I think yes. it was
0: like what's my cup. <laughs>
1: <laughs> why are these things joined together? And why are you calling it a house? <laughs> like I did. But anyway, that is uh UK for you. So a freehold is ideal because you you own the the land that the property is on, so that is yours, um, and your expenses are the running of your house, council tax, you know, and and those are sort of like your big overhead costs. Versus a leasehold, most people who are in flats or mezzanets, some ta- houses are um, leaseholders. So basically, if you are a lease lease leaseholder. Mm-hmm. You, someone else owns the land, right? Normally, like it would be a property developer. They own the land, and then you are purchasing a leasehold over that property. So the leasehold could be for a hundred plus years. It could be for nine hundred years. The most ideal thing is, depending on where you are, some people maybe just prefer flats. Like for example, if you're in London, like a city like London, a flat may be just more affordable like a freehold may not be the downside of the leasehold is that you will pay service charge or sometimes they call it maintenance charge and you pay ground rent so ground rent is like okay i'm renting this property that is owned by the freeholder and then the service charge is to cover the upkeep of the building, so the cleaning of communal areas and everything. Some places are really, really good, but sometimes you get really terrible freeholders. You get really terrible property management companies. And actually, when I was looking recently, like literally, you could be paying two hundred pounds plus, and that's on top of your mortgage. Like for a leasehold. Um, another thing to kind of point out. Is um, so when I was looking recently at property, like you see a property and be like, "Oh my God, it's really cheap," and then it'll be like, "Okay, it's a leasehold," and then you look at the, le- the lease the leasehold years, and it's like sixty years, and you're like, "Okay, sixty sounds long," but actually, most lenders will not lend to you if the leasehold is eighty years or less. So ideally, you're really looking for yeah. I would say 150 like because yeah yeah because you want to also be in a position if you stay in that property for 10 years that when you're selling it the least, the length of the leasehold is attractive mm. so you really need to look out for the length of the leasehold it is really important but where you can freehold is ideal but in some places it just may not be yeah and
0: and there's also like some nets offer a share of freehold as well so which is also like um it's also ideal i think um you're you're absolutely right there's so many so many things to consider with my leasehold i have i am in a leasehold um i would also say that it's quite important to have a mortgage broker mortgage advisor whatever you call them who is going to be really straight up with you because i was i saw a few properties with leaseholds, cheap properties. And, you know, you don't don't think about these things. Like I wasn't asking, oh, this property is very cheap. Is the leasehold, what's the, how many years is left on the leasehold? But he would investigate things for me um, and turn around and be like, no, that's not a good property um, because the leasehold is less than, you know, a hundred years. So he said to me, it was like, just look for something with a hundred plus years because, you know, consider yourself that even if you are 35, 30. You want to, you be in the property for 10 years at least before you want to move on. So you want to, if you are looking to sell it or whatever it is, you want it to have a good amount of lease to make it more attractive to whoever is going to buy it. Um, but it is definitely one of those things that you don't, um, you don't, you don't, you don't really consider or, or think about that much for like what it means to be in a leasehold. And I'll give an example. When I first moved in here, Um, the lift that we have. So my flat has got, uh, I think it's four four floors. Um, I am on the kind of lower ground floor. So I never use the lift, but the lift broke down and we all had to chip in um, to get this lift back up and running and repairing a lift is not freaking cheap guys. Like, you know, if you are looking for jobs in engineering, get into the lift business because, you know, we all had to share that cost. And uh, recently they sent us a letter um, saying that oh we are looking we are looking to refurbish the communal areas, you know, thinking about stripping the carpets, blah blah blah. I'm like, hell no, I like this shade of brown. I like it. You know, I like the real worn-out carpets here and there. But you know, it's all these things that you need to consider. Because even if you say no, like there is nine other tenants in this flat uh not other tenants and other people who own this flat so they will be like yeah no we'll put it in unfortunately enough um the management company that uh, runs the flat has is, i think they've given us good options and said oh you know it's so it's going to it's not going to cost crazy amounts but these are things that you need to be considering they will ask for the the leasehold, like the ground rent and the service charge all at at once. So you pay for it six months in advance. So when you first move in, you need to consider that, that you need to pay six months in advance. Um, And the way that I go around it, so I pay the six months in advance and then I pay every month so that I'm not forced or, you know, caught up with a bill of goodness knows how much um, after after six months. So there's ways in which you can just go around it as well, if you are in a leasehold. Um, But yeah, I think ideally, if you can get a freehold, it's absolutely ideal. And another thing, actually speaking about freeholds and leaseholds is, you know, just listening to other people's experiences. So I remember before I bought this flat, somebody that I, I had also worked with just in another job had said how they lived in these new builds, like, you know, I don't know how many, you know. Many floors, and something like the lift broke down, and it was quite a lot of money that they were asking each of the the, the people to pay. So consider that as well. That you know, the more, the bigger spaces, the more expensive it's going to be for you to pay up for our repairs and the costs. So for us, like right now, they'll say that we want to change all the all the carpets in on the floors, and we're sharing that between you know ten people. Um, but if they're doing a, a bigger flat or a bigger building, then ensuring amongst more people, you'd hope that it balances out that you're paying not so much, but it's just things like that that you need to consider as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. And another thing that I was going to say is <clears throat> with the new build um, and stuff, also you just need to be a bit careful because sometimes these new builds, depending on where you are, I feel like some of these property companies cut corners and the material that they use to build is kind of substandard. So a big thing that's happening, particularly in London, I don't know if it's happening across the rest of the country is this cladding issue. So cladding is literally man says like the material uh, that is placed on like a built structure or surface. Um, so like around the, the 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 building, um, so there's been real issues with cladding because that's something that happened with a Grenfell like there were there, there was a cladding issue, so you now have a lot of people who purchase these new build properties that seem to have cladding that is not you know that that isn't robust and doesn't really hold up. And now there is a fight between the government and the property developers because the property developers are saying, well, no, the material that we used at the time was approved. Um, <clears throat> but then government is saying, well, no, you need to do more to make people safe. And then what's happening is if you own the property, no one, uh, lenders are not willing to lend against it because of that. Yeah, and it's
0: a costly exercise. Like I know somebody who's got a bill of like over 20 grand because it's a three-way thing between the, the builders, the government and the people who own the flat. And I think there's a lot of responsibility like the, the, the builders are placing on the buyers to say that, well, it's your responsibility. You need to fix it because you live there and it's your safety. Um, So many people are now stuck with uh, mortgages. They can't sell. Because, you know, there's this bill that you need to kind of, you can't sell a house and be like, oh yeah, by the way, as you're buying it, and it's mostly and it's mostly flats, and I think it's flats with five floors and above that are affected by cladding. Um, you can't then sell your flat and be like, oh yeah, by the way, there is this 20 grand. So it automatically adds 20 grand to whatever, um, you know, price that you want to get so those are the things that you need to consider so look at what materials they're using for cladding if you're buying a flat very very important yeah okay and then what's what's the next thing so we've talked about pre um pre pre buying we've talked to kind of talked about the buying so for a buy to let like yeah would you still kind of go to a mortgage advisor or do you necessarily need to go to a bank? You could, different... you
1: could go to either. You could go to either. So you could go to a mortgage advisor or you could go to your bank. Um, and it's actually like the same process. So as you say, it's something that I've been looking into. Um, I've been spending some time with some old friends of mine that I've been friends with for, for, for a while who are, you um, just, just for context that these Asian girls I used to work with. And if you know anything about the Asian community here in the UK, they're very big on property. And um, so I've kind of actually been spending time and looking into like property investments. So, Hey, one day, one day, you know, um, doors will open, but yes, it, it literally is the same process. So you go um, same thing, but then the only thing is like in terms of the deposit is significantly higher so it depends how um, much man? minimum it has to be about 25 percent gosh
0: yeah off, off the, a lot of the
1: yeah yeah a court yeah like 25 percent of the property mm-hmm. um also i guess which is the same like because i was gonna say like now when you're making an offer, because we talked about with the things that you should look out for mm-hmm. um also you just want to see the trend of the property that you're purchasing, right? So you want to see which over time, you know, has it had an upward trend? You know, if a a property is on sale now for 200,000, for example, and seven years ago, it was, uh, the person who bought it bought it for 148 thousand. You'd be like, okay, that's a that's a significant jump over time. But if maybe seven years ago the person purchased it um, for 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 even more than they're selling, that will make there's alarm bells. Would, uh, what's going on? Like, yeah. what's up with the property? Um, so those are things that you kind of need to look out for. You need to uh, sort of understand what's happening in the area. You know. Are there developments that are coming, you know, mm. there, is there an event that, that's come around? So, for example, in the UK, there's this thing called high-speed high speed rail, So, which means that from places like Crewe, which is kind of up north, um, there'll be a fast train, which is like 55 minutes to London. So, actually, if you can't afford London prizes, you may want to look at, like okay up north what are areas that are you know thriving places like manchester you know places like like anyway i'm not giving advice <laughs> you guys can do your own research um but those are things you need to look out for and then maybe we can go to uh yeah just kind of short like then when you have to make the offer
0: right oh, so- i think another thing to consider as well and from my experience is if you're looking the yeah looking at the where the where the property is um look look at look in relation to your work as well because the other the other money money eating or money guzzling um expense is is transport so you know so if you're considering getting things need to balance out so if you're considering going to to and if you're considering going to manchester then consider how much your season ticket is going to be. I lived in zone two and my transport so was just so fantastic. And I, I unfortunately, I, I couldn't afford to buy in zone two. Um, and the way London is, there's zones one to six, and then there's outside London. Um, the further you go from zone, so zone one to two is, I don't know, 100 and something odd pounds. Um, a month for a monthly ticket and then it goes up the further you move away from central London so consider that as well like where you're working and how much it's going to cost you to get into work so one of the things for me I moved from zone two to zone five and that was obviously a, a, a step up in terms of um travel costs but like I said before it was my rent and my mortgage kind of balanced out you know I paid less in my mortgage and I used that as traveling so I think these are important things to 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 consider as well how long it's going to take you to get into work look in like spend time on that um, you know if you if you've seen a property that you like Look at, you know, City Mapper or whatever it is, TFL. Look at what links, how you're going to be getting into work, how much more time is it going to take you to get into work. Um, small things, but for me, these are things that are that were important to me. Look at proximity to the station. How are you going to be getting to the station? Do you need to get a bus? Are you going to be driving there? Can you walk there? Um, because all these things, you know, then kind of add up on your on your costs
1: absolutely absolutely oh and then one more point (laughs) guys this is not exhaustive but it's things that now that i'm thinking about right um as i've kind of been on on a journey is if there's a property that's been on the market forever like you kind of have to think to yourself why have why has this property been there for a long time people have viewed it um, but no one's made an offer so you need to be really really careful you need to also look out for things like damp like but those are things that the, your surveyor will will do but it, it yeah it's just got me thinking because there's a particular property that I've been looking at <laughs> that is still on the market and I'm just like oh I made a good decision because there's a reason why this property hasn't moved forever so that's something to kind of consider
0: Yeah, definitely. I think when you're making the viewings, it's asking those questions. How long has a property been on for? Um, You know, you want to be pernickety about things. If you're buying somewhere, you're going to live forever. It's not, you know, see that property a few times, see it at different times of the day. Look at what it's like. You know, are you close to a school? Are you? Because all those little things affect The way you know, especially now we're working from home and stuff. Who sees other the the school bell ringing and stuff? Do you want that? Or maybe that is something that you want because you you're thinking about family and you're what I want to be in a network of uh, good schools. So. so, all these things. Um, but when you're viewing the property as well, just literally walk around, you know, make notes on your phone or make notes because you'll see few properties that you want to compare and contrast. I think working from your, a wish list, so saying that, you know, the minimum I will accept is this, but there's properties that you'll walk in and be like, oh, you know what, I don't mind. Like I said, one of the things I wanted was a bathroom with a window. So, right now, my second bathroom, or, you know, so I've got a and the, the main balcony, that doesn't have a window. But I compromised on it because I actually loved the space and I don't necessarily need to be the one in the bathroom without a window. So, you know, so little things like that actually are important. You want to run the taps. How is the power, is the, is the is it a power shower as they've advertised? Because sometimes you open the tap and it's just little dribs and drabs of water. Why is that, you know, why is that? Why is it low pressure? You know, you want to walk around in the corners. You want to open the cu- kitchen cupboards as well. You know, um, look in the, the cupboards, the storage cupboards. He wants to, if you can, be annoying and say, can I, how quickly does the heating go on? That's also important. How warm is it? And that's a question that I didn't ask when I moved into this flat. How warm is it? Because I like to be warm. Now you're constantly having your heating on. Um, you know because the flat is not well insulated and all these things, um check if there's anything that is broken, you know if they have advertised for something um under floor heating, I was caught out on that um, came here, and it only works in certain areas of the house of the flat um whereas you could these are things that you could have even if you find faults, you can then negotiate on your on the making an offer, which I think we're going on to next
1: mm. yeah.
0: No, and and then the making of an offer. The fun bit, guys. (laughs) And I want to be as I will people will take you on a rigmarole. Um when I saw this flats, like I'm not going to lie, I came, I parked my car, I walked in and I was you know that way I was already like I'm not going to like this place because um you walk in the flat. Uh, the main entrance and then you have to go downstairs i was like i must doing a, a basement flat. you know i'm not going to be buying a basement flat there's not enough light blah 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 but i came in and there was you know it, there's lights there's a little patio so it ticked a lot of my boxes um, but so when i then when i came to see the second time so obviously the estate agents they are friends with the people who are by like you know that they will have more of a relationship with the buy with the sellers than with the buyers because they want this property to be sold right Mm. they don't really care about you they'll make you feel like they care about you but they want this property sold at a however much price so that they can get their percentage profit Mm. So when I came to see for the second time, they were like, oh, we've had loads of people coming to view it. Um, it's not going to be on the market for that much longer. So just giving you putting on that added pressure. But it's important to say, you know what, that's fine. Um, I'm here to see for the second time. I'm seeing a few other properties, blah, blah, blah. If I'm going to make an offer, I'll make an offer. Um, the way the making an offer works then, I'm assuming it's still the same, is that you, sent an, you send an email. So you have to, it has to be in writing to say that I'm interested in this property at blah, 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 and this is the offer that I am putting in. Mm. Always, always, always go marginally, like a good margin lower than the asking price, Mm. because there's always room for negotiation. Where it can come to bite you in the bum is if there's a few people who are making offers. Um, And I wasn't, Preview to what the other people had offered so they won't tell you that okay so a has put in um has offered fifty thousand for it they'll just tell you that okay the house is for 100 000. how much can you offer um so if you can go in lower and then they'll say to you oh actually you're the lowest person on there um because there's somebody else who's offered higher but we can't tell you how much they've offered so it becomes a, and you don't. I don't know. It, I didn't want to be involved in a bidding game, so I put in my offer. I went significantly lower, and I said, "This is how much I can, um, I can put in." What also helped is when I went to see the property the second time. I met the buyers, and developed a, bit of a relationship with them, and you know, asked them about the place, why were they leaving, blah blah blah, and you know, complimented them on how well they kept the place and stuff. So. I don't know if that maybe added to my benefit because I wasn't involved in a in a bidding war, but I could I may as well have been the only person who'd put in an offer. You just don't know because they'll be like, oh, somebody else is, is putting in an offer tomorrow, you know. But I put in my offer, they they wanted a certain amount. I put in a lot lower than what they wanted, and they accepted the first time. And that was my offer journey.
1: Yeah, no you're right the only thing that i would say just because like um like i've been kind of like looking now and talking well working with some friends who are in the process you have to be really careful like now because it's 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 a seller's market like properties are being snapped i don't know where people are getting money properties are being snapped up like to like it's gone it goes on the market it's gone and obviously remember like estate agents will have relationships with previous people that have been looking so they may tell them a day or two before it goes on the market to say this property there so what i would say is yes definitely like um always try and offer a little bit less but if you love the property like don't play too many like don't like if something is on the market for 250 don't then come and say i'm gonna offer 235 <laughs> you know because they'll be like Get up. Say one, seven, five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like you you know at least like you know have a decent you know maybe be like okay i'm offering four grand li- less because i feel like the bathroom may need to be updated and you know this is like it has to kind of make sense but if you love it love it especially now yeah like don't play too many games like just just offer and then you kind of have to be cool because you'll know when estate agents are like interested they're like okay uh we'll put this to the the..." and then they'll normally call you back and they'll be like um yeah you know so the 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 the, the seller has two more viewings over the weekend just wondering you know if you could you know maybe go up by yes yeah yeah or whatever and normally when you hear that you should know that you've got them so you Mm. should no no no, i'm fine i'm also viewing other properties i'm happy for other people to view whatever so then they'll be like oh this person's confident so so you have to get options yeah you have to it's literally like the art of negotiation you have Mm. to be calm and then you make the offer and then hopefully Mm your offer is accepted and then you then you do a little dance thinking yes but then the hard work begins <laughs> Buy a house
0: they said let's <gasps> buy, buy a property the, hard the, work begins. the fun and game begins because you now need to engage in with conveyances um with so these are the legal or the lawyers who will be dealing with the sale of the property on your behalf um and then it's now like okay the hard work actually starts you know um you need to engage with uh conveyances or and these are the people the legal practitioners will be um acting on your behalf on the sale of the house um a good place to find um conveyances is there's like a a website called what's it called it's like a money money supermarket i think you go to supermarket.com and just look for conveyances and it will literally just search all these people and they'll tell you so you put in how much the you've offered for the property how much your deposit is etc etc and then they calculate everything for you so then you can then pick their pick the person or pick the company that you wanted to go with um, you know, it doesn't need to be somebody that you see physically, because you know everything is done online nowadays. They can they'll send you emails. You need to sign and return documents. It's all you don't need to physically go in, and and meet somebody. So I think my conveyances, for example, were based in up north somewhere. I never met them. It was all everything was done by emails, but they will then calculate that okay, so you need to pay things like. Uh, searches um they, they check for things like if there's um if there's if there's like a water feature near you like no like a stream or a lake what are the chances of you being flooded um how close are you to um uh, asbestos mining so all these things come up and they add up you know so you need to pay them a fee and i'll be really honest and say that i hadn't factored this in I hadn't factored the conveyances in. Uh, You have to factor in your stamp duty as well. Fortunately, in the UK or in England, there's a stamp duty holiday, but I think it's coming to an end soon. So you need to, properties, if you're a first-time buyer and you're buying a property, I think it's under, I want to say 350. I'm not too sure. Then you you don't pay stamp duty. It was it 300,000. It's 250. 350. 250, I think. it's 250
1: let me check let me check
0: gosh because that's not anyway so you prepare yourself to pay uh um uh, <laughs> prepare yourself to pay stamp duty because wow wows us 250 like <laughs> outside Let's looks like up north somewhere um uh and then so yeah if you're first time buyer then you're exempt But if you're buying for the second time, whether it's a buy to let or whether it's your own property, you'll be you'll be charged stamp duty. Um. So they work the conveyancers work all that out for you, and then they will be like, okay, so you have this extra bill that you now need to also work towards paying at the end. Um. Yeah, but it takes it takes time. I think from the time you put in your offer and your offer is accepted. It takes time, you know, agreeing on a completion date. Um, it can take, and if you get into a property that is in a chain, that process takes even longer. And what that means is that the people who you are buying from are there's the sale of their property is dependent on someone else. Um, is dependent on someone else. What is how do you, how does how do chains work? So if you're buying, yeah. if you're selling somewhere
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you are looking to buy somewhere else so mm. you you are then dependent on the sale of your property going through yeah. that will affect you as a person who's buying that property if that makes sense yeah. um because all that needs to go through first so that can add months to mm-hmm. the sale of your your property um but it can take you need to just give yourself a good 3 months i would say before yeah. moving in and before you are given the keys, you know, and just be prepared for any extra costs that will come that the conveyancers will, will will bring up. You know, oh yes, we've discovered that you live near Uh, a nuclear mine and we need to do extra searches so you have to pay 50 pounds you have to pay extra this you need to pay the service charge in advance you need to pay so there's just a lot you're just pumping a lot of money and what you need to be mindful of is that because your mortgage or your decision in principle has is 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 set or the they are still looking at your finances so you don't want to be now taking out extra loans for to cover these things so if you can just try work extra if you can um gets money from and then you need to be careful as well about money coming in in large sums into your account like if you start borrowing for example oh natasha borrow me a thousand pounds because you now need to explain that which why is this person putting in a thousand pounds into your account Mm -hmm. so if you are being given a gift towards a deposit you need to just to show to write a letter um or the person who's gifting you the money needs to write a letter saying that um they are gifting you this money they don't want it back um this is the sum so you know you have to kind of re explain everything that is going in and out of your account so you just need to be very mindful of that
1: yeah yeah Uh, i was just going to say on the stamp duty thing so it was no stamp duty um up until the 30th of june so a day tomorrow, <laughs> right? Uh, for properties up to five hundred thousand, so which covered quite a few people, right? But from the first, wow! Of- yeah, so so uh, anyone who was uh, buying property should have a. And then for buy to let, it was three percent, um, which was significantly lower. Mm-hmm. But then from the first of July, so now it's going to be phased. So. Um, from the 1st of July to the 30th of September, right, you pay no stamp duty on the first 250,000, right? Mm-hmm. And then the next um, amount, um, you pay 5%. So, for example, if you purchase a property that is 300,000, the first 250 is zero. So you're paying okay. 5% off. 50, the, the fifty thousand. 000 so it's okay. better and then but then from the first of october the zero percent goes down lower to 125 so the, the next window you have to try is between the first of july and the 30th of september mm. those who have yes, let them hear Definitely.
0: oh yeah and i'm just reading this as well so the other thing is just getting a um Property survey. So your bank or the people who are offering your your mortgage or doing your mortgage will do out an evaluation. Um, just to you know, they just do a basic check, basically. But you want to get a property evaluation, um, which is again extra money, but it's good money to to spend because they can they will detail out what the issues are if there's, for example, mold or if there's structural um, issues. They can just say to you, they'll give you a detailed report and say these are the issues. And you can then use that if it's a property that you absolutely love and you're willing to um, oversee some things, then you can use that as a bargaining chip to kind of like, oh, you know what? These are the issues that you have. Um, can you can we just go lower on that price?
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. Um, and what else? I think it's just
1: No, carry on, you just what? No, like, like, just to prepare for those costs, like the convincing, surveying like there's all these costs they uh, mm. the like, oh, we want to do a snacking survey, we want to do a home buy report, we want to do a full structural report <laughs> mm. It all
0: costs money It's like, oh, it sounds all fair and fine but it's extra cash yeah, They're like, oh, three then,
1: pounds This mm. you like, okay
0: hey exactly and they and for them they'll say like oh we need 300 pounds here's the account they'll want that money then and there they're not going to want you to be like oh yeah i i, I need to, to for pay they want it there and there and you want to show that as well that you can you you've got that the financial capabilities to be paying for these things as well
1: yeah
0: but yeah so you just prepare yourself financially prepare yourself for the time as well that it takes i'm sure there's loads of things that we've missed out but
1: absolutely absolutely but hopefully just we, we we did say we're sharing our experience yeah. and um hopefully it's it's you know when i when i <laughs> when, when i when i complete my 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 dream to be a property investor mm-hmm. i'll come and tell you guys more about that mm-hmm. world about flipping houses and ref- yeah that'll be good all that because,
0: because that is that that is like the next stage isn't it i mean and so another thing so once you get your mortgage they'll give you like a term so you need to choose whether you're doing interest only or repayment only um but that is normally for the first time you buy it's normally for like two years so yeah. or you can choose two years or five years depending yeah. on whatever interest rates they are and then you get the opportunity to remortgage um so things like you know, if you are now considering, oh, you know, what is how much has my my property gained in 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 value? That is a good time because you know, you then get the opportunity to get you know figures um, to say that this is how much your property is worth and this is how much you have earned or not earned like earned in interest or whatever it is. Um, but that is also, I have found out recently, is another cost, guys. You know, all these things, it's just money, money, money. Everything that you try, there's nothing for free in this world. Nothing so, for yes.
1: mm? nothing for Mahala.
0: There's nothing for Mahala.
1: But yeah. But and then it's fun and games. Yeah. But a lot of wealth in this country, particularly, is tied in property,
0: it's
1: mm. tied in bricks and mortar um mm. you know which is why you know we talk, we're not experts by any means just sharing our mm. experiences and like what said hopefully at some point um we can i can maybe even bring my friend amina because she yeah that will be good geez. then we can talk about the business side of it because yeah people are killing it out here I but know. again you know what you are doing mm. um, it can be you on, really do. terrain and i, mm. I I think it's something that our community like yeah why why yeah why do we not i I, I mean
0: i i recently um just for the fun of it you know i was just thinking sitting and thinking you know what would happen if i was to if i wanted to move out and uh i don't know just maybe like i was interested to know how much rent rental income i would get so for for my flat and the you know I had a guy come around it's free of charge and I was working from home so I was thinking why the hell not the guy came around and he looked around and told me he's like oh yeah I could easily offer he asked me he's like oh, how much do you think he was like well if I can cover my mortgage it'll be fantastic and the figure that he told me was again way above my my mortgage so I was thinking maybe I should move in with Natasha you know just go in and squat her there for a little while then move Uh, to somebody else and just actually get some cash through for for the flat but so there's all these things that you you are then open to um when you're getting to uh your two-year mark of of remortgaging if you've chosen a a two-year fixed term Mm. but yeah and also I think another important thing is guys, when you get your keys you need to prepare yourself that you're going to be broke and you're going to be broke for a few months because you know it's like You move in, I moved in, I had no sofa. I'd lived in fully furnished flats for as long as I could remember. I had no sofa, I had no, I, I didn't own a TV. I had no beds. So it's literally, and because you've just spent this huge chunk of money paying for your deposit, paying for the conveyances fee, including your stamp duty, paying for all these other bits and bobs, you find that you're very, very skint. You know, food becomes the only priority. Everything else just waits. You know, I moved in January. So, on top of that, there was January disease. So, prepare yourself mentally with your own cabbage. You know, your cabbage is actually quite nice if you fry it in a
1: little bit of batter. <laughs> in,
0: in in a bit of Le Perc. Le in a bit of leperc you know and like oh my goodness it's la bangs of cabbage um <laughs> but yeah so you need to prepare yourself for that as well so unless you are so organized that you have a, a, a little budget for your ex you know your home expenses um because what i was quite careful of not doing was after I cleared off my debt was to kind of go lunge myself further into debt, so I did things in phases you know I got the sofa and then paid it off, then got the bed beds you know and literally it was mattress on the floor first, and then the bed came like a few months later you know but people don 't know that you are sleeping on the floor um sleeping on the on the on the mattress on the floor or just sleeping i actually did sleep on the floor for a little while because i didn't even have a mattress so it's just literally brace yourself for that you know you're in your the comfort of your own home but it's the the journey is ongoing it took me a good when did i start inviting people over i think maybe five six months because it takes time you know you order your sofa um and I didn't want to buy a sofa secondhand because I know what people do on sofas. What do people do? I know what people do on sofas. So I bought my sofa plant room because I want to work So it takes time to get that in, you know. You don't you don't order it one day, it comes the following day. It takes time um it's the same with mattresses I was like I'm not buying a mattress secondhand but there's certain things that I bought secondhand my bookshelf which I absolutely love I got secondhand on eBay
1: yeah and that's it no yeah you you have done you have done marvellous darling um and then one last thing from moi is obviously when you get your property uh, this is this is important you make sure you have all your insurances but oh, yes. you have your mortgage assurance policy, mm. which covers you in the unlikely event of your death very they important paid up and yes. passed on so you would be surprised the number of people who unfortunately do not take out mm-hmm. a mortgage assurance policy mm-hmm. and then they die and then they're family just have to like sell the place because the mm. lender wants the property back so mm. just make sure you take that out for your peace of mind so that if anything were to happen to you you know your family they're not crying twice mm. I think we covered
0: this a bit in our finance episode i forgot forgotten which one it was but oh. we pay um, on it um, so yeah, it's very very important uh builders and contents insurance important again, unless your property uh your management company is providing that for you, you want contents insurance um you know and it's just again looking on the internet on money supermarkets, you can just pay something off gawan, you don't need to worry about it till the end of you know until a year's come and gone um but it's really really is, it's very important
1: very you know the contents insurance thing makes me laugh like so I remember mm-hmm. when, I, when I was working at Barclays right because they used to want to make us sell things like mm-hmm. this is the time of Google like me selling PPI and all types of insurance. Mm-hmm. right so th- this is when I knew I need to leave this place I was like what on earth is happening here so like I was on the till and um they were they were like what you call it? little houses, like model mini houses, like on the tilt. Mm. So you would say to somebody, because you know, when you do their thing, like it will show you on their profile the products that they can be mm-hmm. offered. Right. Mm. So you'd be like, oh, you know, you can I ask, do you have more? Do you have contents insurance? Then obviously some people mm. indulge you because of am like, oh. And, and then you'd say, so imagine. Your house turned upside down, so you would turn your the the model thing be like so. Everything that would fall, that is your contents insurance.
0: Are you serious? How the hell?
1: <laughs> it was a whole script. <laughs> it's <was> like, <laughs> it like anything, but I mean, yes, it makes sense because yes, contents is literally if you were to turn your house upside down, everything that would fall. Yeah. And- that all the fixtures would be would have to be covered by your building's insurance but that's what i say these people <laughs> these people are crazy I,
0: it's good i didn't i didn't i didn't i didn't know that i didn't know that everything that falls would be covered by i thought it was um things like your you know gadgets your electrical stuff etc cetera, etc cetera. so if they can insure even my my the tables that i'm leaning on
1: yeah yeah, anything that would fall, your gadgets, everything. Mm. But then your fixtures, you know, like your body exactly. power, everything yeah. would remain it will remain. Uh contents
0: Okay. No, that has been that has been good. I feel like it was in-depth. Uh if there's anything that we've missed, guys, do comment, let us know. Um, anything that you feel is also important for people. If you've been through the process yourself, either buying to let or residential mortgages do let us know as well like you know what challenges did you face um what tips you may have for other first-time buyers like let us all support each other it's very important
1: let's share absolutely and then one thing for me is guys again we say this at the beginning don't put yourself like stay within your means right Mm -hmm. Um, and actually if maybe getting a property or getting on the property ladder doesn't make financial sense for you like mm-hmm. fine like there's no you know don't feel pressure to be like oh my god i'm getting older whatever you know what mm-hmm. you could stay with your parents or you could whatever and save so much money that by the time you have you know you're paying off 50 percent of your mortgage and mm-hmm. so you know it the worst thing you can do is get on the property ladder when you cannot afford it mm. and then you are just struggling so, yeah
0: do you know that is very important i thought that was one of the main things that uh we would talk about in the start it's there is no pressure um if i'm honest again i was 30 how old was i i was ah, in my late 30s. this is, this is me being honest this is me being honest like i was in my late 30s um I bought nearly two years ago when I bought this property and if things hadn't been right I wouldn't have even bought them I would have waited it's important to just remember to stay in your lane do what you can um, because they don't put yourself under pressure because so and so is doing this and so and so is doing that you also don't know how many times a, a, a week I eat cabbage and just because I have a, a roof over my head I don't eat cabbage I kidding.
1: <laughs> i'm kidding <laughs> like don't put yourself under pressure also, um how can i say don't. this in a nice way i mm, okay like if you're taking out a joint mortgage mm. fine, but don't put yourself in financially mm. abusive situations mm. where you end up taking out a mortgage with someone who will because at the end of the day if anything happens it's both your names on the mm. mortgage the lender doesn't care whether you'll say no me i've been paying the mortgage this person had the black like, mm. we, we ain't party to this like it's up to you guys so i think it's really really important like also because that's why a lot of people will end up like coming together and obviously mm. we've been fortunate that you know we've been able to kind of do it on our own. Um, but that's not everyone's story. But don't mm. feel pressure to then, like, just take out a joint mortgage with, you know. Mm. With somebody. A, you, who, yeah. So yeah. it's really important that even between yeah. the two people, like, there's, there's understanding. There's understanding. If you need a contract, mm. you can. That's, that's an understanding It must be written down. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Sorry. I think that's you're right, Matt. It's it's so important. Don't feel under pressure, guys. Um, you know things. You you need to you, you make a plan. You know, make a plan for the next few years and say, okay, so in the next five years, this is how much I'm going to save and do the best that you can do. Um, I I I again just to, and this will be the last thing I say is when I was working for my deposit, I worked my butt off. I wasn't enjoying um I lived frugally you know and it's it's I feel like now it's worthwhile but at the same time it's like I missed out on so much like you know it was one of the best summers we had I was in the middle of my dissertation as well so there was just so much going on so stressful Um, it's it's not it's not an easy thing to to do especially if you're doing it on your own so don't feel pressured it's it's and if you are going to do it on your own good on you just be prepared for the amount of work that you need and hopefully you've got the bank of mom and dad to help or the bank of somebody to help you um, because you know it's not it's you you it's not it's not easy and reward yourself if you are going to work your little battle off just reward yourself with something I took myself to Bali.
1: Hi, Mina. This anointing of rich friends, I wanted to <laughs> flow. No, I'm do, too- do you know how, you know
0: how cheap, cheap my trip to Bali was? <laughs> like, honestly, that's another topic for another day. But it was, I went to Bali. I was meant to go with um, three other South Af- some people from South Africa came yeah. over, who were going to Bali. And I was like, okay, if the, if 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 people can get this in runs and still come over, have a good time. One of the girls flew, flew, flew from South Africa in business class. So I was in economy. You know, it's important to stay in your lane. You do what you can do. But I was then, but... <laughs> 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 <I'm> there, but doesn't matter what it is. I know
1: the feeling. i Oh there. You started your stuff to Bali, baby?
0: Listen. And the, there I was shaking my yash,
1: yeah in the ya,
0: but yeah, no, there is no pressure guys, so hopefully this helps somebody um do message us if there is anything more you would like to to know
1: yes, uh, if there's anything that we can help with absolutely absolutely so this this is like our mini like adulting uh, yeah. series, so if there are any other adulting hacks um mm. let us know
0: for sure for sure but yeah we'll walk we'll back with the fun next week
1: yes 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 okay. signing out
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.